Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. It's uh, January 3rd, and we're in Mesa, Arizona. We're so blessed to be here with our brothers and sisters and friends gathered, and also those of you who are watching online. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to get our service underway today. We um, have Brother Tony Pachuda with us, and he's going to address us, and we are praying that the Lord would continue to um, open our hearts and minds and even our, open our brothers' Um, mouth with the Spirit of God and with the message that the Lord has for us today. So let's um, open in prayer this morning. If we could rise, those who are here this morning, and we'll look to the Lord and let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, and uh, as we were just singing this hymn, Living for Jesus, Lord, truly you've um, given us a privilege, Lord, to live our lives for you. And I would ask in Jesus' name that you would even continue to give us a desire that we might. Uh, put our hearts and our minds and our souls, Lord, and our strength toward you because of your great love for us, Lord, and that we might even um, d demonstrate our love for you, Lord, through that obedience and through that yielding. I pray that you would bless each one of us today that we might continue, Lord God, even those who made that commitment and that pledge, Lord, and that covenant with you to serve. I pray you would help us to keep that covenant because of your faithfulness to us, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and for his love and his mercy in coming to earth to live and to die, Lord, even for our sins. I pray you would bless our dear brother as he would go forth this morning with a message, Lord God, that would be uh, inspired of you, that would be f food for our souls, and that would sustain us and strengthen us. Bless each one who is in need today. We know of many who are afflicted, many who have various needs, and we pray that you would bless each and every one today. This is our prayer today in Jesus' name. Amen. Greetings to all that are here, and to those that are tuned in virtually, we thank God for your presence. I know that this is the first Sunday of what we call the New Year. Now, we go by the Gregorian calendar of Pope Gregory in 1582, and that's what we follow as our calendar today. There's been a lunar calendar, an Aztec calendar, and a whole list of calendars. Some were 360 days a year, leap year 366, and many other days. But it just simply means that the Earth has completed its cycle around the sun. And it revolves on its axis, as you know, each day, 24 hours, and spins, it were, in the solar system around the sun. And so we know God put the two great lights in the sky the sun to rule the day and the moon to rule the night. And so as we become more cognizant of the fact that this is a new era, a new day, a new year, man puts a lot of pressure on themselves to think in those terms. Time is measured by man, period. In the presence of God, time is irrelevant, so to speak. He says a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. So what does that mean? And then if you get into the concept of eternity, it's a very difficult concept for me. 
to wrap my eyes and my heart around the concept of eternity. There's no day, there's no night, there's no sleeping, there's no eating, there's no drinking in the spirit world. Think about that for a minute. And it makes you kind of wonder why we're so caught up with measuring time and how important time is, whether we're on the earth, you know, a month or two or a year or five or 20 or 30 or sometimes 80 or more. We know that the Bible says it's given to man to live three score and 10. That's 70. And by strength, many of us go beyond. And so we thank God for that. But so the question still comes down to each and all of us. What do we do with a time, in quotes, that we feel that we have while we're here upon this footstool called Mother Earth. And so it's imperative that we reflect on who we are, where we've been, and you know, as humans, we think in three tenses, past, present, and future. Not only true in the English language, but true as far as yesterday was history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is the present, that's why it's called a gift from God. And so the present is what is important. Every day of our life, we need to live it as though it were the last day that we have here on the footstool in this temporary place, because this is not our forever place, is it? I don't think so. We that are believers in Christ know that this is not our forever place, that we plan to be in a place where Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you, there where I am, ye may be also, for in my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. Now, do we believe that or not? The question is very simply this, the red letter edition of your Bible, if you believe in the Bible, and we are believers here this morning, and there's believers out there in virtual land, wherever they might be, of every faith, whatever it might be, there, is, there are believers. And so if we believe in the word of God, then those words that are spoken by the mouth of God cannot be retracted. And they've got to be veracity and have truth and have to have reality to them. And so this morning we want to use a portion of the scripture that God has given us of the Apostle Paul, found in the 13th chapter of Romans, starting with the 11th verse, in that knowing the time, that now is the high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Think about that for a minute. Now is our salvation closer than when we believed. Looking back, if you want to go back in past tense or history, the day that you were called unto the Lord and felt the power and the Spirit of God convicting your heart and soul through the power of the Holy Ghost brought you to the the idea that I need to repent of my sins and my wayward living. I need to uh, start a new page, start over. And this year, this time of the year, you're going to hear a lot of people talk about New Year's resolutions, whatever that means, decisions they're going to make. And I'm not suggesting you make any resolutions per se. I'm suggesting you keep the resolution you made many years ago at the water's edge, that you will serve God in spirit and in truth and fulfill the role that he's given you to play. Now, a lot of people are not aware of what their role is. They think, you know, just come and have seat time in the house of God, 
listen to somebody blow yay or preach a sermon or a sermonette which is instructive, could be informative, could be convincing, could be persuasive. It could have a lot of different kinds of feelings or attitudes that are developed, attitudes where you feel, think, or act about a person, place, or thing. And so we feel that this is our spiritual moment to connect with the Holy Ghost and with the Spirit of God, the power of God, that he would, this place has been a sanctuary, a place for him to uh, cause his spirit to be manifest. And often we've seen that, not only in preaching, but in healing, in testimony, in song, inspiration, the singspiration and the inspiration as we just sang that song, sang that song, living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him in all that we do. All is everything that we do, our breath, our actions, when we're shopping, when we're out with people, we're working, whatever we're doing leisurely, we, we've got to put into place, and remember the words that Jesus said, that when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. And when I was in jail, you visited me and said, Lord, when, when did we do any of that? And what did Jesus say in response? When you did it to one of these little ones around me, you've done it unto me. Therefore, it gives us some direction of what our purpose in life is all about. That we're here to serve humanity and to serve God's creation, young or old is irrelevant, recognizing that at some point, one of us will expire before the other. We don't like to talk about that because it's, it's frightful and it's weary and it's dreary and it's, it's not something that we, we want to talk about living, which is fine. But living for Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please him, is preparing us for the hereafter. This concept of eternity that I can't wrap my mind around at all. It's just there's no beginning and no end. One continuous cycle. Eternal life. There's, I mean, just a wonderful time to be with the saints, with our loved ones who have gone before, and to be with those who are going to come after us as well in the presence of Almighty God. Do we think about that very often? Or am I the only person that thinks about it regardless of my time on the earth? It's irrelevant, I think, in that sense. I'm appreciative of the fact that I'm still here. And I think I have a role to play, and maybe sounding the battle cry is one of those roles, and encouraging people to press forward to the mark of eternal perfection. Trusting in God, believing in our Holy Father, the Son of God as well, His Son who came to life, and paid it all on Calvary. That, that is a difficult concept for me to understand that he shed his blood and here at this table represented on Calvary that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That we'd have an everlasting life. There's no beginning or end but the fact that we're preparing for that day. Looking into the future. And if you want to go back a few years, I don't care if you go back to the day of your birth, the day of your baptism, go back a week or two, your anniversary, whatever it might be, as a timeline to the present, this today was the future of yesterday. Today was yesterday's tomorrow. And we all look forward to the future. And we make plans. 
that we're going to do A, B, C, or D, whatever the case might be, while you purchase a new car, a new home, or whatever materialistic thing it is that you strive for, and you work steadfastly at your job, and maybe you have a 401k or you have some kind of retirement plan that you can think, now I, I'm blessed in the sense that I never expected, frankly, to live this long because my dad passed at 49, which left a pretty heavy impression on me as a young boy, a young man of 22. And of course, your mother, mother lived to be 86 plus, but you just don't know because we think in terms of our frame of reference. We think in terms of our experiences. We think in terms of, of life as we have enjoyed. And so we don't always think that we would live to be in the year 2021. One thing we know for sure this morning, we know what day we were born. Everybody here has a birthday. You know your birthday, correct? But you don't know, and you know that birthday will be on your headstone somewhere, someplace, that your body will be laid to rest. But what you don't know is what the latter date and the date of departure will be. Now, I've been, many, I've been at the graveside of my mother, my dad, and others, and there's always those two dates that stand out. And you think about that in relationship to this scripture, that knowing the time is now, high time to awake out of sleep. We were drowsy, we were sleepy, we were uh, confused, we weren't sure what direction we were going. When you're young, you look forward to uh, junior high school after elementary and high school, and then maybe you want to look at higher education, maybe going on to college or university or beyond that, or graduate school. And we have a goal in mind, or two or three. Maybe we get into the dating co concept, or dating a courtship, and then looking forward to marriage, or maybe having children or a family. And your family is your legacy this morning. Think about that. Your offspring are your legacy. These beautiful children here this morning of Bethany and AJ. That's your legacy. They're going to be here, and everything you've taught them, you're not only prepared to survive, but to provide, prepared to face the challenges of the day and look at the political, the social, and the economic ramifications that that bear down on all of us as we watch the news cycles, they come and go, and time marches on. And so as we live through that cycle, we know that now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. I think there's a lot of truth to that, that we're closer as we live every, every day, closer to that eternal salvation where we're going to spend and we can, in quotes, spend. You can't spend eternity. But where you'll be for all eternity. Everybody in life that I know will have eternal life. Everybody. The non-believer as well as the believer. The question is where will they be? And how will they be spending that time with their loved ones? And so we look at this scripture and we understand that it is written also in the third chapter of Ecclesiastes. To everything there is a season and a time, and under heaven, and a purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck that which is planting. We've been little farm boys, we know that. You plant a seed, you know there's time for it, you plant in the, in the spring, and hopefully you harvest in the fall. A time to pluck that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh. 
Uh, don't get me going because I love to laugh. I think laughter, sometimes I laugh at the wrong place at the wrong time. But there are some funny things that happen, I don't care if it's in church or out of church, where there are people, there's laughter, there's humor. And when you watch people in behavior, I don't know how many of you are people watchers, but it's always been a pastime for me when I go to a mall or go to a public place to watch people and how they dress and how they walk and how they behave. And I've done this in the school system. I've done this throughout my life. But it's kind of interesting. But I guess while you're watching others at airport, they're watching you too. And so the big thing is, as they're watching you and you're watching them, are we setting forth an example of a Christ-like behavior and a Christ-like lifestyle that will attract others to our personality and make them say, now what makes that person click? Or what makes them think the way they do? Why do they behave the way they do? And why do they celebrate the way they do? Or why do they go to church as often as they do? Or why do they do anything that they do? Because there's got to be a motivating factor for anything you do. You get up in the morning, and as you wash and clean up and so forth, you're motivated by hunger pains to have a breakfast, or by habit, to have a breakfast, or to have lunch, or to have supper. And it, it baffles my mind how much food we consume in a weekly basis just as fuel to keep our bodies alive. And though going to church should be a time of fueling up spiritually to help us through the week, and hopefully something is said, not just by me, but my brothers or someone else, in testimony or song or praise, the wonderful lyrics that, are, that we sing from time to time, that will help us to uh, move forward. How many times do you wake up in the morning and there's a hymn on your th in your mind and your thoughts as you're taking a shower or whatever, or you're whistling or you're driving the car. Sometimes a hymn will come to you or sometimes an experience will come your way or, or a testimony that you heard somewhere along the way or maybe an outstanding meeting that you were in. This last week we spent some time thinking about our early priesthood days, set up the mission Kent State University. We thought of Perry, Ohio. We thought of Lindsay. And I began to weep because I think of all the wonderful blessings God has bestowed upon us and the fact that we are honored to be useful as an instrument in his hand. That, that is something nobody can give you. It's something that you feel very humble about and unworthy because God's spirit and God's blessing through you can effectuate someone else's thinking, behavior, and actions to the point of repentance and baptism. I think the last fella that I took into the water of regeneration, I spoke to this last week, was Brother Tommy Venafro. You all remember him. And I think I was 83 years young at the time. So that means I've been baptized at least six, about four or five years now. So time marches on as we know it. And so whether it's a happy or blessed new year or another day is depending on what we do or what we say, how we feel, how we think, how we act. And the more of the Spirit of God, the more of the knowledge of the Spirit of God, and the more of the Word of God that you have within your heart, mind, body, and soul, then you can see what he says, there's a time to cast away a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time for refraining. Now, because of the COVID epidemic and pandemic, 
I can't even hug you anymore right now. Not even my loved ones and my family. You can't love me anymore. We can't greet one another. The handshake is gone to an elbow touch or maybe a kick of the toe or some other contact, I don't know. But because of the fear of the epidemic that has come our way, our whole behavior has changed in shopping, in buying and selling, in attending and inviting people to your home or not inviting people. You know, we've had over the years a very social kind of home uh, where our children were present. The brothers and sisters would come and almost every Sunday, uh, and if we didn't invite somebody, the boys would say, my sons would say, Dad, aren't you guys inviting anybody today? We were Lindsay and we we're only a mile and a half from the church. And almost every Sunday we had people over for pasta and you know, the, the, what we call the spaghetti diplomacy. But it worked. It worked with strangers. It worked with friends. And when they saw the love of God, not only through the spaghetti, the pasta, whatever, but the fellowship that you were outside of this setting, they were attracted to your personality or something about you that made them sit up and take notice. There's something about this person. I remember a young man one time because when I taught school, then he came to church and recognized I wasn't just a teacher, but I was also a preacher, and his eyes got so big and round he couldn't believe, and the Spirit of God touched his heart, and I remember the day we took him down to the waters of regeneration. But God has been so good, has he not? And so as we look back in our lives, I want you to think this morning about where you are now in the present, where you've been, and what is your hope and expectation for tomorrow? You know, we all live through expectations. Expectations, some expectations are great, some are small, some are in between, some are negative, shouldn't be negative, but they are, because we're humans. And you know, in whatever role we play, whether it's in the medical field, the educational field, the architectural field, the construction field, the hair salon field, whatever field, retail sales, it's irrelevant. You are an important person. And I want you to know that this morning. You're all VIPs in my book. Every one of you are special to me. And I believe I have a special relationship with every one of you in a different way. Now, while we haven't been in each other's homes for a while, we miss that relation, part of our relationship. But coming here, visiting with you, singing with you, praying with you, asking God's blessings in our lives, that we want to press forward to the mark of eternal perfection because we're expecting a better day tomorrow. It wasn't long ago I preached a sermon on this, the concept that came out of the Psalms. This is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know if you thought of it or not. But this is the day. Now is the hour. Now is the time for us to take inventory like we would, you know, that's what a lot of businesses do now. What is the bottom line? How well did we do last year? Well, what are we going to plan for next year? And sometimes they set a high goal, sometimes a low goal. And then maybe they just can reach the break-even point, whatever the case might be. But we all live our lives that way. And while we don't think about it as often as we maybe should, we often think about, you know, if we had to live our over again, what would we do? I, I, don't, I don't think that way. I don't think I do anything differently I've done. I've been blessed in every aspect of my life. I thank God. 
Uh, we're not a wealthy person, but we're wealthy in the Lord. And I got news for you. If you're healthy this morning, you are wealthy. Super wealthy. And as you get older in life, you appreciate that more because as you get up in the years of life, often the diseases and illnesses and other kinds of issues come our way that we never anticipated or expected when we were young. Years ago, we could run the mile, we could run the four miles, we could work. I worked out when I was boxing. I worked out, ran four miles a day. Now I, I can't walk four miles. It's just very hard for me. My knees right this morning, in fact. Someone said, how do you feel? Well, if you really want to know the truth, uh, every, every, every inch of my bones, as far as my joints are concerned, every one of them aches, seriously. So I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's rheumatoid arthritis. I don't know what it is. It makes no difference. But we're not as young as we used to be, and we don't expect to be 18 or 25 or 35 anymore. That's gone. That's over with. And we can thank God, looking back, that we spent our time in a positive way, hopefully, to help our brothers and sisters get on that path, stay on that path, and hopefully our job is not quite done yet. There may be another person or two that we can attract to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's what we're doing. That's our whole objective, is it not? And I would pray to God, in the next year for this branch, we could see many more souls come to Christ. We, I don't know how many came last year. I have no idea, but I'm sure you can look that up. It's all in the books. But we need to bring souls to Christ. So I'm challenging you now to invite, to coerce, to persuade, to encourage. Whatever you have to do, your sons, your daughters, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your neighbors, to come and hear the word of God that their hearts may be touched. But somehow, we don't convert anybody. My sermon doesn't convert anybody. The Spirit of God does. The power of God does. The Holy Ghost does. And that's what we strive for. The power and the Spirit of God that will lift us up and cause us to shout out and recognize that He is real to me. Jesus is real to me. May God add His blessing. We'll leave some time for our brothers that want to express themselves. But I know the question is simply this. What time is it now in your life? Weigh those thoughts. What have you done and what would you like to do that this year can be a more blessed year and a healthier new year? May God have his blessing is my prayer. Our brother spoke this morning. He covered uh, quite a range of, of, not topics, but quite a range of time, I, I suppose you could say, because he talked about the span of our lives, and then he talked a little bit about eternity as well. And those are two, you know, those are two really different things, because one is measurable and one is actually not measurable. And one is something that's, you know, familiar to us and com we're comfortable with thinking about. And then when you think about eternity, 
I mean, it just, it just is beyond us to grasp. And the, to think that uh, God is without beginning and without end, um, I, don't know how that, I don't know how that works. I mean, everything has to have a beginning, right? But that's just our human existence and our human mind. So um, our brother, you know, he, he brought up some good points. You know, the, the, the limited time that we have on earth is unknown to us, but yet the question is what are we doing with it? Um, we can't necessarily plan for it to come to an end. We don't know when that, when that end is going to happen. And we have to be um, serving the Lord. You know, the Book of Mormon talks about this, is, this life as being a preparatory state and a, a state to prepare for eternity. And Brother Tony uh, touched on that as well. So we do have, um, we do have choices. Every, every day we have choices what we do with our time. And, and it really... Uh, behooves us as we follow the word of God and we look to even what the Lord Jesus caused to be written, not only in Jesus' own teachings, but as the Apostle Paul brought forth and even as the teacher in the book of Ecclesiastes brought forth, that um, we have to be conscious of the time and the fact that the Lord is, um, is watching us and that we are even um, keeping that promise that we made to the Lord at the water's edge and he, as Brother Tony referred to that as the one resolution that we made, that promise at the water's edge is the one that we want to be sure to keep. And thankfully, we have the Lord's grace and his strength and his power to help us to do that because um, as humans, we fail, but in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can do all things, and including to endure to the end. So may God bless you this morning. As um, we think upon our brother's words, we're grateful for... Um, his energy and the fact that our brother Tony can speak with great liberty about um, the years of his life and the time that he spent in serving God and spreading the gospel. And there are many like our brother who have, um, who have even set that example for us and we look up to them and with, with much respect and with thanksgiving also. We are going to um, bring our online portion of our service to a close at this time. And if I could ask Brother Adi to close us in prayer. We'll uh, close in prayer. Just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Lord, we humbly come before you today. We thank you for the wonderful message today. Lord, I pray that each of us might examine ourselves, Lord, and examine our lives. As we think about um, what you have in store for us, Lord, that we might not defer anything any longer, Lord, that our commitment to you, Lord, that we might view today as that day, Lord, that no matter where we are spiritually, Lord, that we might commit today to be closer to you as if there is no tomorrow, Lord, because we know that you have, everything, you have us in the palm of your hands that you lead, guide, and direct us in everything, Lord, but we pray that we would not procrastinate our service to you Pray that we would not procrastinate our love towards you, Lord. We're so grateful um, for you constantly looking over us in our lives, your constant protection and your grace and your mercy, Lord. So I pray that you might lift and strengthen everyone here today, that you might strengthen everyone listening online, Lord, that you might bless them. Lord, as our prayer list continues to grow, I pray that you would be with those who are in need of your healing touch today, that you might give them peace, that you might give them comfort, Lord, um, that you might give them everything that they are in need of today. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.